0: Thank you. Right. i switched switch off- up.
1: Back in the day, they used to be doing on
2: that break dancing and spinning on their heads and shit like that, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now it's like cats be rocking around, Mm -hmm. spinning on their toes like ghetto ballerinas Mm -hmm. and hitting them folks, you know what I'm saying? Man, for real though. Boy, that shit
1: crazy. Oh, gang! Okay. Okay. Petit did you bring your you bring it back? Girl, hey, I'm t- t- you t- it Just my boys in the squatter. They can talk breakfast and I hit you with the smithin'. But I'm never snitching. I'm a rider. If my kids hungry, snatch the dishes out your kitchen. I'll be wild until they pick me out of lineup. Keep the knives tough, top knives up, rap about it. While I fuck niggas up, laugh about it. I'm not trying to visit the Lord. Freeway move bomb to I sit with the Lord. Till I get my sin together, clean up my sins. Freeway got it in, lights 10 in the morning. And I can get it to your lights now. I do your own. Stretch. Two hours ago Oh, am I late? comes the 2 to the 3 to the 1 then comes the 2 to the 3 to the 1 then comes the 2 to the 3 to the 1 then comes the 2 to the 3 to the 1 then comes the 2 to the 3 and 1 and it comes the 2 to the 3 to the 1 comes the 2 to the 3 and 1 the 2 to the 3 to the 1 comes the 2 to the 3 to the 1 hey crack comes takes on the 2 to the three, 3 to the 1 takes on the 2 to know three know the, know the know two know 3 to the 1 takes on the 2 right to the 3 to the 1 takes on the 2 to the 3 to the 1 to the 3 to the 1 to the 3 to the 1 comes to the 3 to the 1 to the 3 to the 1 takes on the 2 to the 3 to the 1 comes to the 3 to the 1 how
2: caught the bug to become more than just a DJ, because I was Age already around, a DJ. Right. I want to be that special DJ that had special powers. And when I say special powers, it means like special mixes that nobody got, something special. And that's how I kind of caught the bug to become more than just a DJ, because I was already a DJ. I want to be that special DJ that had special powers.
0: I got this way
1: Phase. This lifestyle's forever when you made They tweet about the length I'm The DJ say your name a little prouder hey, Trey. The DJ say your name a little prouder hey, Trey. The DJ say your name a little prouder And we don't need a globe to show you the world is ours yeah.
2: been existing in the system for some time, and while many of you have been made too brainwashed to comprehend, this frequency is and has become a threat to our society as we know it. This frequency has been used by a secret society in conjunction with Lucifer to lure and prey on innocent partygoers with hypnotism, hypnotism, synchroprism, trichnology, trichnology, lies, 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 scandal, scandal, and and pornography.
1: is amazing, it is what it should be, been here for 10, but I feel like a rookie, I tell her up, cause it's snowing in Tuesdays, booked for three years, man, you can't even book me, it's me and Lil Baby, The shit going crazy, Weezy it, and Weezy F made me, and she held it down, so she got a Mercedes, Got money records, the army, the navy, it ran me 10,000, I threw it like Brady, foreign is yellow, like Tracy and Katie, I trusted my niggas, they never betrayed me, met all these niggas, they sweeter than Sadie, when I started out, I just took what they gave me, did all the favors, they never repay. me, Worked in my favor because nobody said it. Oh, 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 okay, Lamborghini Mercy. Right. Yo chick no, she so thirsty I'm in that 2 seat Lambo with your girl she trying to jerk me Okay Lambo and mercy Yo chick she so thirsty I'm in that 2 seat Lambo with your girl she trying to jerk me Okay Lambo and mercy Yo chick she so thirsty I'm in that 2 seat Lambo with your girl she trying to jerk me Okay Lambo and mercy Yo chick she so thirsty I'm in that 2 seat Lambo with your girl she trying to jerk me Okay Lambo and mercy Yo chick she so thirsty I'm
0: in that 2 seat Lambo with your girl trying to jerk me all the jokes <laughs> to turn i never Don't treat so And the
1: desire that you want to have fulfilled and they You're thinking that it's over. You're coming off another put down. You feel the world is on your shoulders. No love around. Ooh. You say you're in for stormy weather. The sun tucked away behind the cloud. Can't seem to get your thing together. Can't get turned out.
3: Track. Yo Oh, oh my gosh How I feeling? That ending was like mesmerizing I was just like <laughs> Do you need a towel? What the fuck is going on? I'm
4: good, I have a towel You I'm got? Not- t-
3: okay, you got your He's towel Sweat
4: yeah. Yeah. Yo, Yo, glands are under control I gotta give you <laughs> I'm good I gotta You're give you some
3: credit, you. man This is the most amount of women That have ever come out to the show ah. For real <laughs> I'm gonna tell you right now It has never uh, been a more beautiful crowd No offense to the fellas who-
4: Crowd looks great Hey, everybody
3: Yeah
5: Uh, Before we jump into it, we want to give out a trivia question. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Winner of this trivia trivia. question gets this black box, compliments of make a DJ center.
3: And a copy of parallel lines, a double here of uh,
4: Serato. So that's a fool's gold needle box, the yellow one. Fool's gold needle box. Mm
3: -hmm. I was going to steal it, but, you know. I'll
4: send you one. Oh, thanks, man. mm -hmm. Two.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Make that two. (laughs) All right, so the question is, where did the
5: money come from that funded... A Track's first set of turntables. You can't, if you're in this room, you can't answer, damn it. So you're going to tweet DJ City at DJ City with the hashtag Mickey D Show. Again, where did the money come from that funded A Track's first set of turntables? I think the real A Track fans would know this. I feel like people have heard
4: heard this story in interviews. Right. Yeah.
3: We got got a quick little interruption, though. Shout out to our producer here, Styles Davis. It's actually his birthday today.
4: Oh!
0: Happy birthday, birthday to, to you. <laughs> happy birthday Get up there, Trig. Get up there, Atrix. Get in the camera. Ah, get in the camera. Happy birthday to <laughs> <so> you. <famous. laughs> happy birthday
5: <laughs> to you. Not, not too many people get HRAC uh, to sing Happy Birthday to you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now back to the show <laughs> Alright, let's jump back into it Back to the What's show up? So, A-Track Yeah There are a lot of producers and artists That make a boatload of songs Put them all out And they work with whatever hits the best Yeah Why is that not your strategy? <clears throat> Seems like you release a song every four months Or six months just every Yeah, something fall. like that
4: Um, I don't know, like quality control That's just, just I wish I could churn stuff out I just can't I don't know <laughs> I like. I work on songs for a while, and when it feels like it's ready, I'll probably still work it work on it for another like three months. And it's all and you drive. and the production? Uh, depends. Okay. I'm always I'm always producer, but there's songs where I have co-producers. You know what I mean? So DJ's got to dance more. is me and Corey Enemy. Shout out to Corey Enemy. Um, but yeah, it varies. Um, Either it's just me or me and some friends. Depends. Also, like. You know, if I need help with chords or something, like, the the chords in that song are kind of yeah. complicated. But, um, yeah, I just, I just, like, finagle. I just, like, noodle with shit. I noodle with shit for a while. And when it feels really, really right, I put it out. And if it doesn't feel right, I just shelve it. I don't know. Nope. Um, Can
5: you uh, give us some DJs, producers, that you've been keeping an eye on lately? Anybody that you think we should just, as an audience, should keep an oh, eye on Oh, people hit.
4: Uh, to keep an eye out for?
5: Yeah. Anyone, it's people that are on the come up.
4: I mean, that's what the Goldies Award, Goldie Awards are for also. But yep. um, on the producer side, I'll just say, like, yo, check out everybody on Fool's Gold. Because that's, <laughs> that's what we do. Like, that's why I have a label is just right. to to catch talent early and to do whatever I can. Like, you know, I've I've been doing this for a long time. And, like, through that whole process, I've developed <clears throat> somewhat of a platform. And, like, you know hopefully uh an audience and you know if anything um a combination of relationships and resources and experience and and whatnot and you know the whole point of what i do with fool's gold or the the goldie awards or even you know the extended family like the people that play fool's gold they off more than half of them aren't even signed to fool's gold but it's people that i like to champion and support um the whole point of that um similar to what you guys do here is just to you know to Provide a platform and, and to give a voice to people that, um, that I think are incredibly talented. So you know even on the Fool's Gold side, you know production-wise, we just put out an EP by Prom Night. It's amazing. People should check that out. And actually, and to answer, to circle back to your earlier question. Prom Night helped me uh, co-produce "Believe," the single that I put out last year with Quavo and Yachty. So, you know, it's just dope to like find <clears throat> all these talented artists and producers and figure out ways to work together. Um, And, you know, some of them play the events, some of them put out songs with us, some of them come and do um, shows and music lessons and art shows at our Fool's Gold shop in New York and Brooklyn. So that's become a place to share the platform also and to, again, just give a voice to people that I want to support. On the DJ side, we got Miles Medina in the house. Hey! Hey! We know all about yeah. him. <laughs> no, he killed it. What was it last week? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah killed he killed it last it. week. Um, Goldie Award champion.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Which is crazy. You recently, too, had a, a workshop in yeah. New York yes. with, uh, for DJs, and you covered that. <clears throat> you know, you come from a, a era where it was heavily self-taught, and you had to just kind of learn with the mistakes and kind of whatever you you could find, you'd learn from. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of steps. Uh, That you can skip If you have the right teacher Um, I myself Came from a DJ school So like And had a career From DJing So I feel that What you're doing Is really important Can you name Some things That you think Maybe are Can't be taught Like you have The fundamentals That you could teach Everybody But what's like The sauce
4: The the actual essence Of being a a great DJ Can't really be taught Or at least It can't be like Verbalized It could be like Taught by osmosis If you hang out with a great dj long enough you'll figure out you know part of right. what makes you know this shit work like djing is so magical like you could hear no nah, it is and dj is really magical like you could hear someone play a song and you know in that moment be like yo this is fucking crazy this groove is nuts like right. i've never heard anything like that check what the song is go home listen to it and be like is that the song Right. right like I'm sure everybody's have that experience right because it's the way that that DJ played it the way that DJ played their energy like DJs are like maestros of energy and shit right so like how do you explain that you can't really break that down into words <clears throat> but there's you know there's obviously a, a, a technique to DJing that could be explained and I think if anything a lot of questions can be answered you know but it's a trip when I think back at my path because I you know I taught myself how to scratch and whatever juggle do do those tricks <clears throat> Learned a lot from watching You know, videotapes of battles Met a few DJs in Montreal When I was starting off That answered a few questions for me Especially like, I remember You know, there's, there just wasn't as much of an industry and, and you know, there weren't really Brands tailoring to DJs I remember meeting Kid Koala when I was really young Because he was in Montreal too And he was going to McGill University And I was, you know, 14 or some shit And I would go to his like Sort of dorm apartment and I remember when he showed me uh, how he, like, hacked um, a Tupperware dish to carry his head shells. I was like, oh, that's how you carry your shit to a gig? Because, be- you you know, that, that beautiful needle case that we sell there, that wasn't, you know, on the market in those years. It, right. There wasn't that mu- as much of an industry. So I remember learning, like, some of the, just you know, some of the sort of, like, how-to's. Yeah. But what I was getting at is I learned... You know, the turntableism part. I learned the toughest part first. Right. But thinking back, I didn't really know how to DJ. For the first couple of years, I was, like, multiple times world champion. And I definitely didn't know how to, like, rock a crowd. <laughs> I could wow a crowd, but I couldn't rock a crowd. Right. You know, I would get booked for gigs. And it was demonstrations. It was, like, similar to stuff like this. Right. You know, but you can't do this just anywhere. So, yeah, the first... The first couple of years now I was battling heavy, you know, I had, like, a set, a couple of songs that I would play, but the whole point of the early sets were, like, eating, you know, just, uh, uh, what, what do you call it, just filling up time to get to the point where I would do the routine. So I would just play a couple of records and not really understand if it's, like, interacting with the crowd, right, and then be like, yeah, I want to hear some crazy shit. And then crazy. <laughs> but, like, that's not the point, right? Like, right. I, I spent years not only teaching myself or learning how to how to read different crowds and rock different crowds and even like play different types of selection and all you know everything that comes with actual djing that came after the battles for me and then for a long time my sort of mission was how to come up with new types of routines which i'm still doing i mean even that last thing that i did uh in this set i came up with that last last night messing around just thinking like what else can i do with records that's not either a beat juggle or a tone play or right. a scratch. You know what I mean? Like, right. there's there's other things we can do with this equipment, but um, yeah, getting out of battles. You know, when when you train in battles, your your routines are really short and like high intensity you know what I mean like a couple minutes of like crazy kung fu shit and then you get to a show and people are drunk
5: they're like I want to see some crazy
4: shit at first they go yeah and then you go and they're like oh <laughs> <laughs> so like I have to figure out they a like, stretch of care? do you think like when you do all that do you think they like appreciate it? yeah but what there's definitely shows that I did especially in the earlier years where you know it went over not, not even to say that what I was doing was incredible but it I mean, I'm pretty sure
3: the- p- sober people went over some of their heads, too. So. Yeah, I mean, there, was just, <laughs> there wasn't just was really context
4: for it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, but DJing is context, right? Like, yeah. that point I was making earlier about how one song can sound amazing in a set and different in your living room, that's context. Right. What we do is context. So um, setting up your routine and, you know, how you go into it and out of it and just figuring out if the crowd's ready to be dazzled a little bit, a little... little splash of salt (laughs) or whether they they're just not you know they they might just want to like trip out for a little while so you let them trip (laughs) out and you serve you know whatever they want to do with that but like developing that sense and working out ways for the routines to either be like way more spread out and sweat stretched out and like sort of walking people into you got to like hold your crowd's hand sometimes and be like all right here's a record here's the part that you recognize. You recognize this, right? It's a record you know. <laughs> and then you flip in. They're like, oh, shit, he just flipped it. If you go straight to the flip, they're like.
3: What happened? Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> they get lost. Short
4: circuit, you know.
3: Now, you so. use your Instagram. Uh, you're hilarious on, on so many levels. And uh, um, you've actually been turned into a meme a couple times. And we kind of did the research.
4: When I met Shaq, that was a meme for sure. <laughs> yeah. That's because his hand is as big as my face.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to ask because there's also the the scooter one, right? Where you're uh, in the middle of like Oh a vacation yeah,
4: of- I forgot that. <laughs> what, yeah.
3: Have you seen like what was like some of the? Is that like one of the funnier ones that you've been kind of turned yeah, into? Yeah,
4: that one was pretty fun. I, I mean, traveling the world's a trip, man. Yeah, <laughs> like that's kind of what it is too. Traveling the world's a trip, and like you know. Social media, in some ways, parts of social media are kind of poisonous and like worrisome. <laughs> right. But what's good about it is it's a platform to share your thoughts in a way that's really direct and that reflects your personality, your perspective, your sense of humor, and whatnot. And I just try to like at least use a little bit of that. I don't fully play, like, I don't fully play the game of it sometimes. Because yeah. You know, it's just if you want, it could take up your whole day, and I, yeah. I don't really want to spend my day doing that. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, sometimes I just at least try to share like the settings I find myself into and what my thoughts are on it like literally traveling the world's a trip and, and it's a blessing it's it's yeah. awesome to see um should
3: really bring, bring back your hotel reviews I think those were yeah solid. well so
4: the hotel reviews were probably like one of the earlier instances of me realizing that you know there's something out of the ordinary about the, the right. DJ life <laughs> and that like at first it was like like, oh, this is a cool soap. Let me, like, let me film it. <laughs> and after a while, I realized that, you know, some people were watching those videos. And um, it's more than just the soap. Maybe it was, like, the actual adventure. I, like, later on, I had this... I remember I had a sort of aha moment that the hotel reviews were actually a study in jet lag and that the hotel was, like, the Trojan horse. It's a pretext. Like, let me film this hotel. But, in fact... I'm just like rambling in front of the mirror, saying some dumb shit <laughs> out of my mind. I think that that's what was part of the appeal of that. But but still, you yeah, have to find yourself in, you know, right. Beijing or some shit, and be like, "Yo, this is how. Look at these slippers. You know, right. there's something to share there."
5: Now the uh, you got the uh, Goldie Awards yes. coming up. Have you? What did you learn from the first uh, from your first year of doing it? And uh, what changes will you be making, if any?
4: Um. What I learned from the first year of doing the Goldies is that it can be done. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was such a mission. Like, what people don't know is that we—I tried to get that project off the ground the year before. Like, it took a bunch of attempts to figure out, even the infrastructure. Like, it's you know, it's it's also a business. Um, Figuring that out, figuring out uh, partners and sponsors and stuff. Um, Like, the part. But that's that's not the part that I was excited about, but that's the part that was laborious and, you know, you need both sides of, of um, the endeavor to make something work. But what I was excited about was to inject, you know, something refreshing into the battle scene and to <clears throat> work out a way to just, like... I love to create, um, like, moments that feel like an intersection of a bunch of different worlds and whatnot. You know, like some of the Fool's Gold events are like that. Like I often say that the Goldie Awards, for me personally, it's it's so significant because it feels like a, like a full circle thing where obviously I got my start by winning battles. Battle scene, you know, got my name out. So <clears throat> me coming back and organizing a battle, that's a return to the roots in a sense. But I spent so long doing all these other projects and through Fool's Golds, and whatnot, you know, I think I figured out some of the keys of like how to get people in the room and how to get people to pay attention and how to get certain people in the media and whatnot to pay attention and, you know, crowds that might not wake up thinking they want to go to a DJ battle, but if you lure them in and you put a great show in front of them and it looks great and it sounds great and it flows and there's no interruptions and everything is curated and maybe they recognize the host and enough things are catching their attention. And then we make sure that we have you know uh and you know an, an amazing panel of contestants too, then they love it. like my favorite part of the aftermath of of the Goldie Awards is the amount of friends of mine who were in the crowd who'd never been to battle, who were like, yo, I had such a good time. It wasn't even that was amazing, and this guy was amazing, that girl was amazing. It wasn't just that, although I'm happy about that because I, again, I want to provide a platform, but also just simply. I had such a good time. That was fun. I felt engaged. I wanted this person to win. But then that thing happened and then boom boom boom. And I thought this person was sloppy, but then they did this. That the way that you when you're in the crowd, you feel like you're part of the battle. And I know this because I did battles for years. But you know, there's we know this, there's a whole there's multiple new generations that are ticket a ticket buying audience and that that, you know, follow and even influence current music. How do we get them to pay attention to this shit? That's that's right. a big part of the point of the Goldies. And the producers and everything. Like it it was a big part of the um the impetus, like the the idea of the Goldie was thinking of this catch twenty two, this paradox where it's like DJs are superstars, producers are superstars, everybody knows the name of all these producers, probably more than ever. You know what I mean? Whether it be a Metro Boomin or even just seeing like Shout out to Kenny Beats. I love seeing his engagement on Twitter, where like fans are like, "Yo, work with me. Let me send you a track. Let's do a session." Like when you see that level of, you know, that that puts producers on a on on a on a powerful pedestal, which is deserved, right? So when you see that amount of power to producers and DJs, but there was nothing that I felt that was actually celebrating just simply the skills, the craft, right? Like DJs are huge. Like I still, I always think back, like when Skrillex was on the cover of Rolling Stone, that changed the game, right? Like before that, that was inconceivable. But post that, now that you no longer have to like really explain to your relatives at the family thing that you're a DJ, but it like I used to have to tell my aunts and uncles like it would be like Oh, you DJ? Are you on a radio station? No, I scratch, like that kind. Of, now that you don't really have to have the You're just
5: messing up their records. Yeah, right.
4: now that you no longer have to like contextualize and explain yeah. what it even means to be a DJ. Where's the, where's the battle that stands for that, and that stands for the new shit, that stands for these buttons and all everything, you know where it's going. That's why I did the Goldies.
5: So we we don't need to know where you stand politically, but. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of DJs out there saying they're banning Kanye songs because of his recent antics with yeah. Donald Trump. Um, what What do you think when you see when you read DJ? Um, I'm I'm not fucking with Kanye anymore. I'm not playing his music anymore. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that?
4: That's tricky. I'm not even sure if I can get into that here because for me that's such like there's so much history there that it's become. Um, yeah, you know, it feels like a personal matter more than anything because this is someone that I worked with for years. But I also haven't worked with Kanye in over ten years, so part of it is also me sort of like making it clear that there's a distance there that I left that job in two thousand eight. Right. So, if anything, I'll just say like I'm I'm proud of any any DJ or anyone in our scene that takes a stand and you know that puts their beliefs on an equal level of importance as like the uh oh but the crowd the, the beat is hot kind of argument like for that to be as important if not more right to, like at the end of the day like we're entertainers but we're humans like life there's there's some life shit going on there's families getting torn apart there, you know like there's people's rights are being stripped away so like that should be more important than like the beat is hot kind of argument so yeah i don't really spoke on i don't really speak too much on like Specifically That situation uh But I but I do applaud You know what I mean Like people who Who put their beliefs up And I'll speak on Any other situation And I do all the time <laughs> Just that one
3: Well it's to switch up the tempo We are uh two days away From Halloween That seems to be One of your favorite Times of the year What
4: a glorious holiday <laughs>
3: <laughs> And uh, We have uh wonderful we, day Was yeah. it uh Lil Yachty Last year Or is that I was pumped sorry I was a little pumped Pump. last year yep I had fake braces yep and so question number one <laughs> yeah. any big outfits lined up for this Halloween and I mean, I, you that's know, a
4: surprise me and Yemi too we we already did you know yeah, we were, I saw that we were cyber goths this weekend <laughs> it's, so it's I'm not, like, I feel like that's like what else can I do um, I don't know the, at this point uh, it's more about like the Halloween shows right, right. like my my main show was this weekend. I'm not sure. I don't even know what my plans are on Wednesday. What was we'll see.
3: Wh- was there any outfits that were like incredibly difficult to just perform in? Where you had, you put yourself in that position?
4: Yeah, one year, um, one year years ago, I did a Halloween show and and Chromio, my brother's band, they were playing too, and so like we went as Kiss. It was like another friend of ours. <laughs> that was the fourth. So we, it's four of us. We did the full Kiss that's makeup. Amazing. I think I was ace freely. Wait, wait. So I what did think. the
5: fourth guy do? He just stood there
4: and hung out on stage. Yeah, I mean, someone else just had to like have the makeup on for the photo ops, you know? Because uh, yeah, I was perf- I wasn't like on stage at the same time as Chromeo. I had a set, they had a set. Okay. But like having, I remember that costume being uncomfortable, like to the point where I wasn't able to like <laughs> right. get into the energy. Um, the the yeah, the makeup was really thick. It was like itchy. The hair was. You know what I mean? Like, long, like a wig and the headphones, that was complicated. But I've done a lot of shows and costumes. Like each, even just looking, at back, looking back at some of the photos the other day. Like I really DJed in a full Batman costume. And like <laughs> it was great. <laughs> it, was great. <laughs> it went perfectly fine. Of course, the Juicero costume. Um, all those were fine. I the don't Juicero know. The Juicero costumes were yeah. amazing. Yeah. That
3: was, um, real, that was So Fool's art. goal going on, what is it, 11 years? Yeah, now? 11 years now. Um, is much more than a music label and just like yeah. an event thrower. It's become a quite an amazing brand. Thanks. Um, you've done some some pretty dope collaborations with like Mishka, Off White, <clears throat> I think to name a few, and most recently Lugs, yes. which is kind of a throwback.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was last um, year. Yeah. Is there any few-
3: dream collabs that you uh, can think of off the top? And is there any brands you'd bring back?
4: Yeah. Um man it depends because there's like levels of like depends if you go into the ironic shit or not Like, <laughs> I really want to do something with Jacob the jeweler but I don't know okay <laughs> it's like there's a lot of ways you can flip even like the lug shit we're like we're like alright this fits into like our our whole aesthetic like even this kind of stuff is like right 90s New York yeah you know sort of uh, street and skate and like kind of doodly aesthetic um you know even like the sort of like the sort of uh sus shops that were on broadway <laughs> in the late 90s that was like a big inspiration for Fools gold last year so lugs kind of fit into that right um i mean by the way uh, this weekend at complex fun we are premiering a couple of new collabs and That's like right. my my attitude towards like the ideal collab is kind of the same thing as with like the ideal collaborators i I rarely have, like, a wish list. It's more about... I get excited just coming up with an idea that works. You know, it's not just, like, a fantasy list, but it's, you know, thinking of something, making it happen, and figuring out how to frame it. Right. Because that's a big part of what we do with Fool's Gold, is I always come back to context, framing. Like, it's, you know, Fool's Gold provides a home for musicians where, you know, we sign these artists. A lot of the artists we sign bring us records that are pretty much done or like you know 80% there or something we're not the kind of label that sets up studio sessions for artists and then say cool you're gonna go with this top liner we find artists that are like usually kind of weird in a great way like just really different and we help them there's always you know as an artist there's moments of doubt do should, should we do this song that song da, da da we help make those decisions and we'll help with a lot of the presentation and the artwork but that that level of presentation thinking of like Thinking, okay, here's someone who's awesome, and we understand why they're why they're awesome. What are the steps that we need to take to formulate the message for people on the outside who have no context to understand how awesome they are in different continents, in different scenes, blah blah blah. Like that's a big part of our job. Sometimes it's helping come up with content, um, either coming up with the artwork ideas or pairing them with our art, with artists, or at least doing quality control or all that. Um, and so that's a big part of what Fool's Goal does is, is is creating the content and creating the sort of habitat for these really cool, creative people to get their work out to the world. Um, so, you know, when it comes to collabs and things like that, same way like when it comes to lineups for Fool's Gold Day Off, when it comes to whatever else, is I get excited when the idea happens and I know that it could be real and I think like, oh cool, you know, if if we make it look like this reference and we get that person in the photo and da 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 then the message will come across. That's the shit that I love.
5: Right. So tell us about your involvement with con You did it last year, yeah you're back this year.
4: <clears throat> yeah, so con both this year and last we do Fool's Gold Day Off on their stage. Um you know, part of that is also because we love to do Fool's Gold Day Off in SoCal in general. We've done LA many years, especially at the shrine um in downtown LA. Um but like that whole industry of throwing festivals in, in, in the LA region has become really um really crowded. Like there's a lot of festivals that are going under, blah blah, blah So we didn't want to like take too you know, take a risk that we didn't feel like we can you know right. be confident that it would work out so the complexcon thing is a awesome opportunity to um to uh, uh to to come into an event that's gonna have a guaranteed audience and you know curate which is again what I think Fools Gold really does the best is curation so we have their stage for an entire day um so this year it's Saturday I'm performing with some surprise guests. We got Ben Staples and and uh, Michael Christmas, World's Fair, and a bunch of other artists that are really cool. Um, oh. And in addition to that, there's the Fool's Gold booth. Um, and actually, may as well, I can mention, I can tease that there is going to be DJ activities at the Fool's Gold oh. booth on, on the actual booth side, okay. on the retail side. Yeah, so people can come and, you know, there will be turntables. We'll reveal that. a little more when we get closer. We'll have to check that out. Yeah.
3: Yeah, well, sweet. Look, we don't want to hold you up. Thank you so much. Give it up for A Track One Time.
5: And uh, we we have an answer to the trivia question. Yeah. And the answer is bar mitzvah money. That is correct. Yes, and that is from DJ Vertigo MTL. I'm assuming he's from Montreal. Cool. So shout out to DJ Vertigo. Shout out. For, uh, getting that
4: answer correct. And yeah. uh, thank you Legal. again. Legal. The money money came in legally. Money, <laughs> yeah. Just to clarify that. Yeah,
3: and uh, shout out to the tax man. <laughs> but we can't thank you enough, man. It's it's been honestly for us, uh, not to to take it to that corny level, but it's been nine years. We were in this room. We literally built a, a DJ booth uh, on our own, which. That was it's a terrible down. idea. Uh, and we had to tear it down, and, and now we have this friend. beautiful room. Uh, and thank you for, for being on the show for real. Thank you. Pleasure. Uh, we got like 150 DJs that want to take a selfie with you, so we'll get hey, to guys. that. <laughs> and uh, this is the Mickey D Show on DJ City. Yes. DJCity.com. There you go. Thanks.